0: everyone to another episode of Supper Club Sports Beer Brats and Booyah podcast. My name is Marty Lamentz. We're here with episode seven and uh, really looking forward to this episode. With me as always is my good friend and co-host Tyler Albers. Tyler Albers, how are you doing tonight?
1: Bud? Marty, what's up? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to get another live podcast in. We can both be in the same room. Yeah, it's pretty special. We
0: um, got a couple beers here, and uh, we're going to get into some sports talk right away. Um, the uh, Bucks have had a pretty entertaining road trip here on the West Coast, five-game trip out west. Uh, unfortunately, uh, after winning the first three, they dropped the last two. So, a uh, pretty unfortunate turn of events for the Bucks. Uh, they lost and blew a lead in Utah, and then lost and uh, blew a lead in Phoenix last night. So uh, overall, uh, a good road trip
1: for the Bucks, but um, tough way to end. Tyler, how are you feeling about it? Well, Marty, it's amazing. The, uh, the Bucks for the first time this year, had, they had two amazing streaks going. They had never lost a back-to-back game, so they did not have a single losing streak the entire season, which is mind-blowing. And they had not lost to a team more than once. And the Phoenix Suns ended both of those streaks last night. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing accomplishment. Pretty amazing that they uh, got the streak blown by a team like that.
0: Yeah, it's funny. The Suns have 14 wins on the air. Two of those are against the two best teams, or excuse me, against the best team in the Eastern Conference. So um, they looked good last night, though. Devin Booker was killing it. And What are you gonna do when these guys are hot?
1: Devin Booker's a good player. Um, I think what they were doing it was it was the fifth road game in seven days for the Bucks, and it just looked like nobody had legs. Uh, Coach Bud was he had different lineups out there. Uh, a lot of things went wrong. Uh, it even looked like the Bucks had a chance to win it at the very end. But the Suns were actually doing a lot of full-court press and pushing the ball. I think kudos to the coach for probably realizing the, the state that the Bucks were in and just making their tired legs run, run, and run.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty good strategy, i got to admit. And um, you could tell that we didn't have our legs in that last half of the fourth quarter. Pretty much all of our shots were coming up short and drawn iron um, and Milton just played terribly the entire game uh, shooting wise. So it's just tough. You can't win every game, especially when, you know, the bucks notoriously are awful on West coast road trips. So to take three out of five, um, I'm definitely content with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely can't complain about that. I still think they're, their road record is still around like 24 and 11 or something stupid like that. I uh, can't complain about that number. Um, again, I think we're level headed Bucks fans. Uh, at some point in time in the year, they're, they're going to show that they're mortal. Uh, it's good that they're doing it now and not in the playoffs. Hopefully, they get it out of the way. Uh, there are some Bucks fans out there. Um, it's funny going on social media, going on Twitter, and I just want to read off some of the things that i have read last night and today um gasol is shit uh coach bud needs to be fired bench middleton uh we won't win a championship without a player like kobe or jordan let's see if we can draft one of those guys next year yeah um and why the hell haven't we signed carmelo anthony yet go bucks nation
0: I mean, Carmelo might be an intriguing ad, actually, but uh, we have so much depth right now that that's the least of my concerns. But that does sound like some typical Ducks fan and just Wisconsin sports fan kind of pessimism. Um, But we're going to stray from from that pessimism. Uh, And I have a, a question for you, Tyler, that this was not rehearsed. How important to you is the number one seed for the Bucks?
1: I think it's. I mean, if we end up with the two seed, I don't think you hang your head down. I think it's important to to have that number one seed, mainly and solely because we've been holding that seed for the entire year. I think to lose the one seed with a week remaining in the NBA season would kind of be, I don't know, stumbling into the playoffs. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a good look. Um, the home court advantage obviously at the Pfizer Forum the Bucks are nearly unbeatable, so that's important as well. But yeah, definitely definitely, definitely important, important just to maintain the, the dominance, dominance that they've maintained and not to show that they're slipping up towards the end of the year by losing a one seat.
0: So I don't disagree with that, but it's really not that important to me personally. I think the most important thing is overall team health. Um And if, you know, if losing the number one seed and being the two or three seed, um, but if that means that Giannis and, you know, whoever else are at 100% Miritich, then so be it. Like, if it means we're going to give Giannis a couple extra days off, we lose those games, I'd be disappointed. I definitely would love to be the number one seed. I don't know the last time that happened. Um, So I, I would prefer it, but... It wouldn't break my heart if, you know, if Giannis was getting days of rest. If he's playing every game and we're losing, uh, that would suck. But if it means that we're resting our guys and making sure we're healthy for a, a postseason push, so be it.
1: Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you there. If, if it was uh, between, it's not like we need to risk players' health or tire them out just to say that we had the best record in the East or the best record in the NBA. You're, you're not really putting that up in the Raptors at the Pfizer. It's a cool thing, but I, I, like Marty said, 100%, I'd rather have the guys be held. Well, hopefully we don't have to worry about
0: either of those things, and we'll just uh, coast in to the number one seed.
1: So what we need to talk about, too, is uh, Eric Bledsoe's new contract four-year, $70 million. Um, that's roughly, yeah, I don't do math, but 17.5 mil a year, I think is what that averages yeah. out to. Yeah. Um, I, and this is after I read a lot of reports, numerous reports that he was going to be a 20 to $23 million a year type guy. Uh, Marty, uh, what do you think of the deal? I mean, no matter how you slice it, it's a boatload of money, uh, $70
0: million. That's a big number, um, but ultimately in the grand scheme, that is a small number for a player of his caliber. Um, at least what we've seen in the last, like, I don't know, 40 games of this year, um, he looks like he's worth it. And his ability to slice and drive opens up the court for our, you know, shooters, which we've talked about this before. And Horst does, been adamant about this as well but just basically he allows us to stretch the floor and then he's going to dice straight through it and him and Giannis are pretty much the two guys who are penetrating Brogdon too but those three dudes pretty much slice in and then kick out to the open guy and uh he's going to help facilitate that so I think it's a perfect signing it makes a ton of sense and uh I like that it Was kind of under the radar No one was talking about it. We did it before the end of the season. It's out of the way. It's done.
1: I like it. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought that point, too, because that's the way Coach Bud's system is, and Bledsoe fits it perfectly. Uh, He's a great point guard for that system because he can expose those open lanes when you stretch the floor out, or he can expose any kind of help and and hit an open guy. He's, He's a shorter point guard, but he's strong. He's built like a bulldog. So even though he's going up against like a Ben Simmons, he can outmuscle the guy. Um, yeah, 29 years old. He's six one. Yeah, I mean he's he's not like you know the, the new breed of point guard. You want that that lengthy point guard that can, uh, you know, it's, it's a longer point guard for defense and things like that. But he's he's a heck of a player. And obviously last year in the playoffs, if you'd have said, okay, we're going to sign Bledsoe for four years, 70 mil. I would have told you you're crazy. But I think with Coach Bud, he's he's gotten rid of some of uh, Bledsoe's uh, poor fundamental and bad decision-making, and, and Bledsoe has really focused in on this year. And my hope is um, he did have a he did have a great game after he signed it, and he's probably riding on cloud nine. He pretty much won that game for us. But my hope is that now he signed it, he plays and maintains at this level and he doesn't. Also, he doesn't try to resort to hero ball in the playoffs because, oh, I'm the seventy million dollar man. I need to hit a shot right here because my team needs it, and then force something up. I mean, that remains to be seen. But he took he took a little bit of a discount because he wants to be in Milwaukee, and I hope uh, some of the other free agents follow suit.
0: Yeah,
1: agreed. And
0: we obviously have a pretty busy offseason ahead of us with. Uh, I mean, a lot of free
1: agents. I don't even know how many, but Lopez, Middleton, all these guys. The Brogdon's uh, restricted, so someone could throw a ridiculous number at him and we'd have to match it. Yeah,
0: we got a lot of work to do this offseason.
1: But, I mean, um, Miritich is a possibility, too. I mean, he still hasn't gelled with this team, and I, you know what? I haven't expected him to gel yet. Uh, but he could be, definitely be an asset uh, down the road if uh, we can't sign one of the starters. I have a really good feeling about
0: uh, Like I don't know. Something just tells me that he's going to play a big part of our uh, postseason success. But uh, you have anything else to add, Bucks related
1: uh, No, I think one thing of notes, um, I, I have a lot of love for Patrick Conten. I, I think he's a, a great role player. You hear me talk about him a lot. But I do have to point out that last night he pulled a Tony Snell. He went 20 minutes. He did not record a steal. He did not record a rebound. He did not score any points. He did not have a single assist. So, like I said, last night was one of those weird things, and that's just something else to put on top of it. That is a tough night.